Toontown Public Works is not for kids. We have tried our best to keep the show PG-13, but the Motion Picture Association said that there were too many weird sex things and butts. So now, live and uncensored, season two of Toontown Public Works. Enjoy the show, you filthy animals. Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we search through the ink to find hidden gems. I'm H.C. the Raccoon. Hi, it's Casey the Dog. Oh, Casey the dog from TV. Yes. <laughs> TV's Casey the DOG. The dog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sir the cat. You shouldn't be finding me on TV unless I did something very wrong. Oh, <laughs> uh, we all know what's in your closet. Um, I don't. It's probably I'll a vacuum cleaner and like some coats, honestly. Let's <laughs> see. Some clothes. Also some murdered skeletons. Murdered some skeletons and they're in there. Michael Myers, what are you doing here? <laughs> Michael Myers! <laughs> um, anyways. Yes, welcome to Toontown Public Works, where uh, basically uh, we watch cartoons that fall into the public domain or are otherwise easily accessible. Uh, and when we also talk about stuff like prompts, the, like we ask our audience questions about stuff, things and stuff. Uh, and then uh, there's the news section. Um, so uh, should the fact see. that we're back be news? Because that's that's pretty. Yeah, news, I think right? that should be the. And we I feel, swear I feel like now that's, we say bad words for bad people. We say the bad word. We say heck a lot now, like heck a lot. We say words it's, 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 that it's, will make your mom very sad. <laughs> oh no, so very sad. <laughs> sad mom. What a heckin' fuckface. Piss. Um. Anyways. <laughs> um. Anyways. Anus. Oh God. But. <laughs> so. uh, uh. But yes. Uh. So sorry about the delays. Uh, regarding getting uh, episodes out. We've been actually pretty good at getting our Patreon content out, thankfully. Uh, like the times we've been saying that they should be coming out. Uh, uh, not perfect, but close. Uh, and I'll accept that at this time. Um, and uh, we also know that we have, but we have been kind of uh, behind like significantly so at one point we had two full episodes completely recorded and uh we were waiting to get them all up and going uh we're we're trying we're trying some new things in our workflow that i think are working and hopefully that will help us out a great deal they seem very promising (laughs) these are the famous last words of a podcast that's going to die no (laughs) no I'm kidding because I don't want this podcast to stop by any capacity and I think everyone that's involved with this is incredibly talented and I could literally not do that with any of this without them at all. I'm just like <laughs> I'm just worried about how we'll be perceived, you know. Uh, well, we're like, good. It's, no one's, we're no fine. one's making judgments about us. Okay, fair enough. Um, 
but yeah, no, like, yeah, we, we, we will be unswensering the square swears, uh, for the time being and most likely is Probably a permanent indefinitely. thing. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like it's possible to come back. It's possible to come back for like, I don't know something, but like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I don't want to make our editors jobs so much harder than it already is with how little we pay them right now. Uh, speaking of which, you should subscribe to the Patreon, please, for the love of God. We do not see <laughs> any of that money. It all goes entirely to our editors, who are very, very fundamental to this process. I mean, we're not we're not going to hold you hostage about this. We're gonna we're going to try to be good at this, but you have to forgive us if schedules kind of dip now and then because of the fact that we're people who have lives um you know yeah so, i personally uh, have a lot more going on than i did when i started this podcast so <laughs> uh i think that's just one of uh, those things anyway let's not linger on this yeah. too long we should talk about cartoons that's what the folks cartoons are here for and news yes uh so uh i to address another thing, okay. uh, I'm pretty sure the last episode I mentioned that I was going to go see the uh, Chinese uh, animated film uh, Nihia, uh that was like the highest grossing animated film in Chinese history. Um, and I did see that. I did see that. But I saw it like a month and a half ago or something like that. <laughs> like, um, I... I remember some of the basics of like how I felt about watching it and uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I didn't, I actually did take notes, not while I was watching it, but basically I did it when I was like, uh, I, well, I was literally the only one in the theater, by the way, literally it was like a tiny shoe box of a theater and no one was there except for me. Like I was the only one who, was in my area that seemed to care and i was like i was at a i went to like a matinee-ish kind of showing too i went to like a four-ish showing or something like that i don't know but anyways uh i did take some notes uh i didn't take a lot of notes though um there the movie has a lot of fat jokes uh because hmm. okay so there's uh the basic plot is based around a chinese myth uh, about uh, a powerful being that got defeated by the gods that split into two pearls. Um, one was a uh, good pearl and one was a bad pearl, basically. And I am I know I'm oversimplifying it, but I'm pretty sure the movie oversimplifies this stuff as well, so I'm not going to be feeling too sad about it. Um, but uh, basically, uh, the good pearl was destined to go to a woman who was a monster hunter on earth. Uh, so then uh, basically uh, a beautiful like child that could like kick monster ass could be born. Uh, and then the demon Pearl got cursed that uh, in like three years, uh, it'll get struck by lightning be completely destroyed. Um, and uh, a like a like uh, the God, one of the gods me got the demon pearl and then put it in the woman who was supposed to have the good child uh and and said uh gave birth to a monster baby that would die in three years anyways because they have they have a curse on them um and 
they basically they have like this collar they put on the boy so that like basically he'll act more like a you know uh you know like a child but he's still like a trickster who does all these things and he makes the kids uh pee themselves uh what? and stuff like that hmm. sure uh there's there's a there's a there's a part where uh when the baby first gets born it's just this weird potato head and then like this weird magic bubble kind of goes around it as it like turns more humanoid and uh during that part there's like a chinese version of the terminator theme that starts playing because he's doing a terminator pose and it kind of looks like what he does when he warps in from the future but like i don't know it's like it's the way i would describe this movie is uh it has the same tone as a dreamworks era uh dreamworks film from the era in between like peak shrek and like shark tale and shit uh to like in between peak shrek and where we are today where they're like making a lot of respectable uh animated films that don't really use pop culture as a crutch um and uh like it's uh it, it it's 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 one of those things where it's like uh it's in between that era like i would say like the first how to train your dragon and the first kung fu panda in the terms that that they're it's it's good it's good it's good it's good um but it it comes with a lot of caveats because there's a lot of tone problems uh and a lot of parts where like the plot just sort of rushes over very important things um there are dynamic and character moments i like a lot um there's also a uh dragon prince who disguises himself as like a he's a water dragon and he's described disguises himself as a human uh a lot uh and he becomes friends with uh nita uh and uh the uh there's a lot of really good like like I like that character a lot because basically his motivation is that because uh, like in Chinese mythology like dragons were uh, made to basically separate like be the guardians to separate between uh, like earth like normal human earth realm and where the monsters live after the gods separated them um, and uh, the dragons are like we didn't sign up for this problem and you're making us do this. And basically what they're trying to do is try to find a way to convince the gods that dragons are good enough to just be up on the surface and then find someone else to guard the demons. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 that's what the whole purpose of the dragon prince is, is that he was like made from the scale of a dragon. There's a lot of really good dragons in this, by the way. Um, but yeah, made by scale dragon. Uh, and Basically, they want to do a thing that basically makes it so it looks like that the dragons defeated Nisha, uh, so then they would look like they did a, the favor to the gods because the gods were going to be like, like attacked or something like that, uh, and then they I guess the prophet. I guess the prophet was the goal in the end, um, but like, it's 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 a movie that like. It goes through all these things, and I think those are really cool because they are. I really do like 
Chinese mythology and the way it tells stories uh, and the way they mythologize all these different kinds of stuff. But I also feel like it kind of – and it might just be because I'm an American. I'm a white guy in America. Uh, so therefore, I don't know these stories super well. So I kind of need less of a paraphrase for some of this stuff, you know? Uh, and it kind of just washes over some of these concepts, which probably make a lot of sense in China. And I, they would obviously – it's like as obvious as like a Snow White is here – uh, as opposed to it would be in like, I don't know, Africa or something uh, like all these different stories that are very, very, very white that I know are obvious, but other cultures would be like, what the fuck, you know? Um, and I feel like that's kind of what's going on here a little bit. It's still interesting to watch. And it I don't understand why there are pop culture references other than the fact that some animated movies do that. <laughs> I mean, a lot of animated movies do that. Um, I also don't a hundred percent know why Terminator, other than the fact that I think Terminator is like big in China, but like, uh, anyways, my whole point just being that, uh, like the, the film ends really abruptly. There's a lot of pacing issues. Like it'll explain a lot of things like in depth, but then like just kind of rush others, especially the ending. I and I think. Does it yes. end abruptly in the sense that it feels like it's a sequel hook, or does it just end? Uh, I don't feel like it was a sequel hook. Then again, I don't know the legend that this is based on, so I don't know if they would be doing more after this. I'm sure they probably will try, considering how popular it was. Uh, but, uh, like, it's it's weird. I like, uh... I guess if you care about spoilers, uh, I'll do like a little uh, 10 second thing right now. Do, 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 go away. I'm doing this for you. <laughs> Get out. Okay. All right. So it's been 10 seconds. Um, but uh, like basically it ends with uh, both the demon and the dragon prince dying <laughs> and their souls being like, cause like they they basically spend like the last like literal fifteen minutes of the film trying to stop the thunderstorm that's going to like kill Nisa. Like, there's like literally a thunderbolt, and they're stopping with like giant shields and all that kind of stuff. And then what happens is that the way that they like make it so it doesn't like completely obliterate everything is that they both get turned like trapped inside of a pearl like a clamshell and get their souls survive through that. And then I guess they're supposed to eventually get bodies because they kind of were implying there's more to, to the story and it, it's just because it is weird that it would end with the two characters like dying but their spirits and oh well there we go you know like they didn't even like make a huge deal just sort of like oh yeah they're just there and they're doing that now and then like i think he's not just flies off and fucks off or something i don't know it's um any i don't know it's, wait do you mean like it flies into space or no, like, it kind of goes into the sky. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of really good visuals. Uh, I like some of the philosophies and stuff that kind of, like, underlies a lot of this. I like some of the characters. Uh, and there are some moments that are actually, like, really well written. Uh, I I like some of the monster designs. Uh, I, I, think, I think it's worth watching as a cultural, like touchstone kind of thing it's something you watch to see what like 
this is what is popular in China. Okay, let's watch it to see what it's like to see what's popular in China. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe that's maybe that's being super reductionist. And it's entirely possible that I'm just not getting something. Uh, But it's it's a fascinating thing to look at. If you have an opportunity to check it out in any way, I have no idea how you can do it now because there's no way it's still in any theater in the United States at this point. Um, But like. Yeah, I I say check it out if you can find it, Uh, but keep your expectations kind of in the realm of like, like I said, a Kung Fu Panda or a How to Train Your Dragon, you know, something around that range. Don't expect like Inside Out or something. Well, sounds like it's worth seeing at least. Oh, yeah, I I think I think it is worth a watch. Um, It's it's just it's. It's it's definitely worth a watch for sure. Um, let's see. Now, in terms of other news stuff, I think Casey has something they want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think we all saw the Scoob trailer, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah I yes. have now seen the new Scoobert Doobert. Let's <laughs> fucking go. Let's um, go because this is a good trailer. Yeah. Uh, the. Ah, gee, I'm trying to figure out where to start with this. <laughs> Uh, Why don't we start with the fact that uh, that that baby uh, that little puppy version of Scooby Doo is really cute? Yeah, actually, so the the whole concept, at least the trailer from beginning to end, is adorable. Um, yes, probably more adorable than anyone would have expected. But like that seems to be the the brunt of it. They're trying to make this movie very cute, and they're doing a good job. <laughs> um, uh. Mm-hmm. Where it, the the place where it kind of loses me is uh, the cinematic universe aspect. <laughs> yeah, where yeah, yeah, uh, you see them get beamed up to the Blue Falcon's ship or whatever, and at that point, it's like, well, this seems a little uh, out of character for a Scooby Doo origin story, but oh, whatever. I don't know, like. <laughs> Basically, I, I'm not sure what to expect, um, but uh, the trailer, I'm like, little- just visually looks great. <laughs> uh, so it has that yes, going for it. Absolutely. Um, I wish uh, they would have kept Matthew were- Lillard. Uh, I don't know why they yeah. decided to swap him out for Will Forte. Um, like, maybe I'll get used oh, to wait. Will Forte doing that voice, but it, it's not like... Is Will Forte... What? Is uh, Will Forte doing Shaggy? Yeah, Will Forte is the new Shaggy, and I don't know why. I, what? At first, I was like, maybe it's for star power, but I don't know anyone who would go out to the movies because Will Forte was in one. <laughs> uh, maybe people that really like Clone High. Maybe people who are really into MacGruber. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad you two know who this person is, because I don't. Will Forte was a <laughs> he was a like a Tina Fey era Saturday Night Live actor. Uh, Wait, this guy wasn't in Clone High. I'm dumb as hell. Uh, so I'm the only one who knows. Okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, it has Will Forte as Shaggy. I don't know why. Um, and uh, I don't know, like everyone, everyone else, I have no qualms with. I don't think it seemed. Like it seemed like a like fun enough 
like non-embarrassing writing in the trailer. Uh, and like I, I like mm-hmm. I, I like that Velma was RP, uh, the notorious RPG uh, at for Halloween. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wonderful. That's, a, that's, that's like, I like that's that. very in character. Yes, um, uh, I liked I like Daphne so far. I like what they're doing with Daphne so far because uh, she is dressed as this Wonder Woman uh, for Halloween. And I like her reaction to the stuff about the mustache. Like that was I like that. That was, <laughs> that, was that was a funny line. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, like, I, I, I feel I, like so I said I think I said earlier in the year that I was hoping that it would either be a colossal failure or an extremely good movie. Um, and unfortunately, I think we can rule out the possibility of it being a colossal disaster. Uh, yes. It won't, like it doesn't it won't like, be so bad it's funny, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> That's, yeah, no, because yeah. there is there is effort put into what they've shown so far. Like, there's a definite love. And I, I do mm. actually really like the way they got the name for scooby-doo like yeah, yeah. for that like it's, <laughs> it makes sense like it, was, it makes sense it was, it was a, very funny very cute it, scooby snacks are a snack food that shaggy likes called and he just is like well the name his name's scooby middle name do be last name do like that's funny and that makes a lot of sense actually that's a really good joke. It's a really well done Pretty joke. Clever. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I get I the like in, I get the impression that Scoob is kind of going to be a boy and his dog type movie more than any other Scooby Doo. You know movies. what? Um, you know what? Good. Yeah, I, that, I'm on that, board. I think that's a good direction. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a nice take on this character. Uh and I am going to see it no matter what. So uh so yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's better than when uh, Mystery Inc. basically made like like Shaggy and Scooby like weird lovers that because Scooby would get jealous. <laughs> yeah, they had like they had like Shaggy kind of a like love being triangle with going on. Yeah, yeah, like the weird love triangle of that. <laughs> Very <laughs> strange. Um, yeah. How but, dare you besmirch um, the name of Mystery and Keybacks? Oh no, I love that show. I love that show, and I I actually love that dynamic too. It's just really weird that they That's emphasized something fair. that something that was kind of subtext and then made it text. <laughs> yeah. Um. If we don't have anything else to say about the Scoob trailer, though, I think that's a good segue into another piece of news I wanted to talk about. Yeah, what that? Okay. Uh, so HBO Max is producing a show called The Jellystone. <laughs> have you heard about oh, this? Oh yeah, that's right. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, along I have. Yes. along with so I guess HBO Max along with doing like the the series of uh, eighty new Looney Tunes cartoons that we had talked about earlier is uh, producing a show that features Hanna-Barbera characters, uh, including Yogi Bear, Boo Boo, Augie Doggy, Doggy Daddy, Jabberjaw, Captain Caveman, uh, and a bunch of others. And one of them, I, I saw Snagglepuss in the poster. Um, <laughs> and Oh my God. I kind of really want to see it. <laughs> 
Especially okay. considering, Tr- like, it's got a good pedigree. It's, like, from the creators of uh, Flapjack, right? Yes. No, wait. Oh, my God. Was it Flapjack or was it... Uh, chowder? I don't. I don't remember. Uh, oh. Pretty sure it was flapjack. Wait, it might have been flapjack. I. I. Yeah. Needless to say, I'm very. I'm very excited. Uh. To be. Uh. To. To be living in a time where I'll get to see these characters, redone. <laughs> uh. Redone by people that aren't uh, Jeff K. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, John K? I, I need okay. to, uh, I need to defend my honor a little bit. It turns out Will Forte, I was right. He was a in uh, Clone High. Boom, boom, boom. Yes. So, uh, I mean, like, like, uh, man, I can't find any information about this fucking it's show. Difficult. Yeah, I'm, I saw a tweet about it. Um, oh no, it's Chowder. It's the Chowder dude. Yeah, okay. that's what I thought. Yeah, C-H, uh, Greenblot. Uh, yes. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, yeah, no, I I know nothing <laughs> about <laughs> like I I heard about this from KC, and that was like the last I actually heard anything about it. Yeah. Um. um yeah, I just I saw a tweet going around, and I uh, I checked up on it, and that is something that's happening. So yay! I'm very excited. <laughs> uh. Maybe, maybe, as I do with lots of things, I might be getting my hopes up a little higher than they deserve to be. Uh, well, I mean, I, I can make the argument that uh, for a lot of early Hanna-Barbera cartoons, uh, while a lot of the cartoons were bad, uh, the characters and the concepts of the characters weren't always terrible. Yeah, and like, the, cartoon, the cartoons meat. weren't always bad either. Uh, a lot of the times right. they were very no, there was, rushed, but yeah, there were definitely good ones for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm just saying, like, like yeah, like it, there's a there is a stereotype that like a lot of Hanna Barbera stuff is bad, but the problem there's a reason why, even though like a lot of the like, let's be honest. A majority of the garbage that comes out of Hanna-Barbera is terrible. <laughs> we still <laughs> care about a lot of characters from it oh, because those characters are ubiquitous and they they got good concepts behind them. They're memorable. They're well-designed. Uh, and, you know, the and like whenever shows would take those characters and like recontextualize them into ways, the shows were entertaining. Like Harvey Birdman turning into law. That was a really good version. Uh, there's also... Uh, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Like, the characters are fine. The problem's more just the the restrictions and the limitations of the medium at the time. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Does it, that just means that Hanna-Barbera, like, this Jellystone thing could be good because they don't have the same restrictions while still having the good characters. Yeah, well, you know? everybody, everybody kind of, uh, everybody kind of remembers the greatest hits of Hanna-Barbera also <laughs> like everyone everyone yeah. remembers Top Cat and and Yogi Bear and Scooby-Doo and not a lot of people close. remember the Funky Phantom or Frankenstein Jr. <laughs> or the Hair Bear Bunch yeah <laughs> uh, or like what was that what was that Doom Bucky buggy thing Doom buggy? it was like the, the yeah. speed buggy I think Speed Buggy, that's it. Yeah. That's Speed Buggy, yeah. 
Yeah. People know about Jabberjaw because he has a fucking awesome sky of, <laughs> like, song connected to him. Yeah, well, Jabberjaw is going to be in Jellystone, and so is Quickdraw McGraw. Uh, at least he's in the concept art, but uh, okay. Baba Louie is not, if- so... Okay, that that was my next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I, I love Quick Draw. I love Quick Draw, but I don't like Babalu. <laughs> yeah, it's problematic. Uh, Hashtag problematic. <laughs> Hashtag problematic. Yeah, so those are my two Hanna Barbera pieces that I have had to talk about. Cirque, do you have anything? I have a thing that I think that we have all seen. Uh, let us talk about the trailer for Pixar's Soul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a thing that came out recently, and I am half interested in it. It seems, it seems like it has a very, very fun, very unique uh, setting for it. But the problem is, I'm not sure how long that setting is going to be in the movie. Okay. I will okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, I, I, if you're talking. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying there. Like it's like okay. So the folks that don't know, uh, Soul is a movie uh, by uh, it's a Pixar movie. Uh, I believe the director is Pete Doctor, uh, who is the guy who did Monsters Inc. Uh, he did uh, I think the first Toy Story. Um, uh, but yes, uh, you you guys can correct me if I'm a dumbass uh, here, of course. Um, but yes, uh, the uh, okay. So basically, the the it's it's there's a really succinct uh post about Pixar that I love uh to death, and I will bring it up every single time Pixar comes comes out with a new movie, especially one like this. Uh, like there's a post that basically says like. Okay, so, uh, Toy Story. What if toys had feelings? Monsters, Inc. What if monsters had feelings? Bugs Life. What if bugs had feelings? Uh, like, what cars? What if cars had feelings? And then, like, if, like, the very end, it's like, um, like, there's, like, uh, Inside Out. What if feelings had feelings? Uh, and it kind of feels like soul is the next step like on on this chart that's basically like uh you know a galaxy brain chart like this is like (laughs) infinity brain what if souls had feelings (laughs) and that's what this is basically is uh because it's about uh it's a it's about uh a man who has uh uh who wants to be a big jazz Singer. It's also like the first uh, Pixar movie that's going to be uh, got going to have a predominantly black cast uh, in it, which is uh, neat. That is hella cool. Yes, it's very cool. Um, and uh, basically, he's a musician who's like trying to get it by, and he's starting to get to the point where he's like starting to get like noticed by people and making people happy and like oh he's doing exactly what he wanted to do, and then he falls down a sewer and dies, <laughs> and now his soul is like. He's just trying to get to where he needs to be, and he's meeting up with other souls along the way. Um, and I, what Cirque was mentioning about the setting, I think I know exactly what you're saying, and I feel like I understand and agree. Uh, because uh, the segments where he's alive are gorgeous. They are just beautiful, like, both 
semi-realistic, but like very stylized and gorgeous, uh, very angular and beautiful, really good settings. It's like a nice uh, like cityscape. It could be like New York or something. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, and then we get to the soul setting and then it's like black and like little particle effects and then like pe- like glowing blobs and stuff. It's and it's a teaser trailer, which is which is fine. I just I just want more in the next one. Yeah, like I mean, like uh, a lot of I feel like I feel like this is true of a lot of uh, Pixar things. Um, if the trailer gives you mixed feelings, like the teaser trailer gives you mixed feelings about if it's actually going to be good or not, uh, it's not. It's probably going to be great. It's going to be like fantastic. If you look at the trailer and that uh, for a Pixar thing and go. Oh, that looks pretty cool. It's gonna be mediocre at best. <laughs> yeah, like, I I remember I remember been... not thinking I would like Inside Out. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I was not very I like very Out. wrong about that. And I remember thinking that I would love Brave a lot, and I didn't. Whoops. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I had the same thing. Like, like I, it's just I, I know a lot of people that feel this way, so I know I'm not alone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like if you're excited about a Pixar movie from a trailer, especially the teaser trailer, you probably are going to be disappointed. <laughs> honestly, your fucking lines. Um, but we're not we're not really super excited by Soul. Uh, so hey, maybe it's gonna be like the best best Pixar film, the new best Pixar film. Who knows? Yeah, um, I I've got high hopes. I I also I also expect good things from this movie, but here is a question: Who will win in the battle of the dead people, Coco or Soul? Oh no, Coco! It's gonna be really hard for them to beat Coco because not only is Coco like a great story, uh, it is so vu- visually distinct and gorgeous that Coco like ass. like Coco it looks so freaking beautiful that it would take so much effort to make like. To make like it look like anything look just as good, if not more so. Like, I I feel bad for Imagineers who had to actually like figure out how to make Coco look good at a Disney park. Well, not 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 in the sense of like, uh, making it look good, but the sense of being able to translate, be it. able to match up and get to the expectations of the film in terms of its visuals. You know? Yeah. But I get you. I think they, um, I think they mostly, uh, they mostly like, uh, sort of like, uh, did that by just focusing on the characters and not the environments. Yeah, that's kind of what I've noticed too. Like they have a really cute Dante statue, but um, yes. Uh, but yeah, with that, I feel like that's everything. I mean, other than the fact that as of time of recording, tomorrow is when Disney Plus launches. Uh, oh yeah, is that is that happening tomorrow? I think so. That's what I think I saw. Like, uh, it. I might be wrong, but I'm not 100% sure. But I think, yeah, tomorrow's the day. Um, mm. And we'll see how that's going to go. Uh, I, I, do, I, I, I do strongly want to try to find a way to make it so we can get Disney Plus content on Toontown Nights. Because, like, uh, there's a... They're, yeah, they they have a whole wealth of like B movie, <laughs> like terrible uh, things. Yeah. They have they have the Ice Age movies. They have the Ice Age. They have the real movies. 
They have like so many blue sky stuff in there now. Unfortunately, like, yeah, unfortunately oh they're doing some pretty unethical stuff with those properties, but they do have yeah. them and they are on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, if we're able to if we're able to figure out a way to get everyone to watch it uh for Toontown Nights without having to have everyone purchase a membership, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, we'll <laughs> we see. Are, uh, we're playing a Jack Sparrow. That that is also another option that we don't want to. It is another thing that they are streaming on <laughs> Disney Plus. Uh, yes, you know, <laughs> so we're not going to watch those. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. I don't know. Do we have any other news? I feel pretty. Uh, I feel pretty good on news. Yeah, I think we're we're all sleepy and we want to. Do the other parts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically. Uh, so, yes. Uh, before that, though, we have to... Well, we kind of already did a little bit, but we're going to plug the Patreon a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah, we'll do, we'll do yes. a very Patreon. brief Patreon plug. Yes. Patreon. What is it? It is a website where you go to put money uh, towards uh, creators that you like. Uh, to help them keep the lights on and you get special bonuses. And why is this relevant to this conversation? Well. Sometimes you take your money and you spend it on Flash games that have illicit smut in no, it. But the, today no, you No, don't, no, no. That's not what's going on here. That is not what's going on here. <laughs> let no, me finish, no. let me finish. No. Today you will potentially spend it on us instead. Well, th- I okay. You're insulting our audience, though. You're making it like you make it seem like the only thing they spend their money on is cartoon porn. And I that's think not that's our a audience, perfectly sir. good you know thing this. to spend your money on. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying it's. I'm not being. I'm not kink shaming. I'm not. I'm just saying that's not, that's not our audience. We're going to hear an r rated podcast now. Uh, I know we have an r rated podcast. We always have the on. We're just being uh, mean, HD. But, uh, but anyways, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we have a Patreon. That that was that was my that was what I was trying to slam dunk Cirque into. Uh, but yes, uh, we if you join our Patreon, uh, we have special bonus content like uh, two bonus podcasts. Uh, one being Toontown Chronicle, a podcast where the entire crew here just talks about things that aren't cartoon related or we not just generally wouldn't talk about on this podcast uh and then we have toontown nights where we watch a bad animated movie and then we have to be nice about it uh we've done things like uh woody woodpecker uh we've done alpha and omega uh we have done uh a lot of things like the most we saw what was the one we most recently saw uh was it oh, yeah, the little cars no, I- I- Igor was the. We, saw, we did see the little cars once, but uh, Igor we watched, and I think we disappointed a lot of people <laughs> because we hated it. We didn't like that movie <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. We just we we might have just been in a bad mood. <laughs> we know? came in that. We came in there with some negative energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. Of, it wasn't a very. That might be one you want to skip as a patron. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know. Um, but yes, uh, uh, yes. So patreon.com slash tttw, uh, as in uh, patio. Oh, so it's, it's a tiger, tiger, uh, patio. 
wagon. Patio wagon. <laughs> sure. There you go. <laughs> I love REO patio wagon. Um, but, <laughs> um, uh, but yes, uh, Toontown Public Force slash TTPW. Uh, wow. That is not what the URL is at all. Patreon.com slash TTPW. Um, so yes, uh, now the actual thing that we do the dang thing about, and that ding dang thing is that we watch cartoons that have fallen into the public domain or are otherwise easily acceptable. Or, sometimes uh, they're bad. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're actually puppets and not cartoons. Uh, oftentimes they're like mildly racist that we can't be a hundred percent sure and the other times they absolutely are racist and we have to say that that they it's are terrible very, because of it <laughs> it's very bizarre that sometimes th- by the grace of mill creek entertainment we we are spared the racism and other times i just throw it right in our faces and we actually prefer the latter not because we enjoy the racism but because we hate watching a cartoon, not pointing out the racism because we didn't see it, and looking like huge racists as a result. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I feel like I feel like that in some cases, like if we don't mention it, it's po- like if if something's really racist on our podcast, like anything at least, like anything we watch is super racist, uh, and we don't say anything about it. Uh, we probably didn't see it in the cut we got yeah. uh not always not always but it's very likely uh and uh yeah we will try to catch that in post if we can <laughs> but um yes uh uh so how do we watch these well we have a dvd collection of course a dvd collection that is 10 discs long and has a bunch of cartoons from a bunch of different eras and in that collection uh to document it we have the list. You really took the scenic Alex. route to that. I that's that's what happens with my brain. Okay, my, <laughs> I, I, I think okay. of something and then my brain goes somewhere else and gets distracted, and then I have to make a U-turn at one point, we, we, and then I make it back to the cultist. We like that about uh. you, HT. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Uh, so yes, Alex, from roll, please. <laughs> okay uh we're gonna Why go to uh we're going to uh a max fleischer cartoon uh, oh this one, seen that boy yeah i know it's been a while so we're gonna watch one called kids in a shoe kids in a shoe i don't know I if this, this is like a giant shoe like old mother hubbard uh or if it's like a bunch of tiny children that just are in shoes and i don't know but this is this is the one about the old lady who lives in a shoe. She has so many oh, kids. She doesn't know. This, one. that's this, old, this one's that's, about the that's baby old. shoes never worn. <laughs> the cartoon <laughs> adaptation <laughs> of the shortest poem in history. It's a it's a very short, very sad cartoon. <laughs> uh, oh, dead man. baby, sad. There, I made it three set three words. Now, where's my <laughs> poet surprise? <laughs> <laughs> take that hemingway oh god take that hemingway your life was shit but we're gonna dunk on you post-mortem this was a very fleischer cartoon that's for sure (laughs) 
God, yes. There were uh, kids in a shoe. Yep, there were kids in a shoe. It's a it's aptly yeah, named. There's, this is it's ap. Yep, yep. There were there. These kids weren't goats. That's for sure. Although, if they were, it would also they, still, still be appropriately named, as long as they were yeah. still in a shoe. Uh, yes. Yeah. So this cartoon is uh about uh the old mother Hubbard who lives in a shoe and her and she has like 15,000 children yeah who kind of operate like lemmings from the lemmings video game <laughs> at first oh yeah for sure where they kind of follow each other in an assembly line when they play uh until she calls them in for dinner and they are all eating porridge and all of the kids are like i would say 4 years old except for one who is like 1 month old and that I child hasn't melted yet happened. so <laughs> yeah yeah they have they haven't released from the chrysalis just quite yet yeah so i don't i don't know how there are uh, like like 50 children the same age and one who is not but that is have we- <laughs> The way it Have works. we mentioned that they're all basically identical? Yeah, I feel like all, we should mention this. They're all the same child. Um, and also, uh, all these children, and yet we don't know who the father is at all. Nope. We are it's left just like to Toy Story. Speculate. Anyway, they don't want to eat their broth uh, that they've been served, so they're all scooping it on the floor for the cat to eat. And then they get in trouble when uh, their mom sends them up to go to bed and you get to see them getting ready for bed, brushing their hair. There's a scene where a child who has very unsettling looking teeth uh, grins uncomfortably and then pastes the toothpaste on the mirror and brushes the mirror instead, I guess. Thinking Uh, about living in a society. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, what am I talking about? Little, uh, little old Mother Hubbard is a completely different nursery rhyme. I don't know. Little Mother Hubbard is the one that's Miss like Muppet. No, nope, that she was the one with the spider. Then there was. It's. No, I think. I think it's literally just an unnamed old, old lady woman who lives in a shoe. Who lived in a shoe. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know, man. Old. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I can't keep up. I don't understand. You can't the keep up with universe. nursery rhymes. Yeah, <laughs> this, <laughs> this uh, is a very complex. It's, 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 uh, hey, at least it's listen. better than the dark universe that never happened. Yeah, listen, the one movie that was in it was terrible. We can no longer understand stories that are not constructed in like uh, like a serial movie form. It's just not possible now. This cartoon didn't have any hashtags. Uh, what? What? I'm saying I'm a spoiled millennial who only understands stories with hashtags. That joke didn't go over that well. You're anyway. saying that you can't click book. <laughs> yeah, I cannot click the book. Um, so uh, <laughs> there's n- there's no audio commentary for this book. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. There's no spe- bonus special features where the the mirror from Shrek like does fortune telling for you or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was a real thing on the Scratch DVD, by the way. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> basically a magic eight ball. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, so uh so yeah, she puts all the kids to sleep and then she goes to sleep and then the kids all hop out of bed and form Johnny Hobo and the freight trains and start a folk punk show in the basement. <laughs> uh and <laughs> uh and it turns into a very Fleischer ask musical number. Yeah, where they're having a pillow fight and playing guitars and playing the springs beneath their beds and a bunch of stuff like that. Um, I, I looked up. I looked up this short. There's not a lot of information other than like a synopsis and yeah. stuff. Uh, but uh, I did find that the kid's singing voice was a man named Smiley Burnett. Uh, he was a country music performer. Uh, who was in like also a lot of Western films. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, some of the bi- the biggest ones being uh, he was on uh, the a regular role on Petticoat Junction uh, oh. in the 1960s. Uh, he also has worked with Willie Nelson in the past too. Oh. So, yeah. So, there's, so there's, a, there's, there's an interesting fact for you about this cartoon. That's yeah. You can cool. tell your friends about it. Did you know that the guy from Petticoat Junction did a cartoon in like 50, 60 years ago? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> there's a there is a a scene where you get to see a cross section of the shoe, which I think is pretty cool. As that's the little old lady walks and, down the stairs, it's it's very neat and very interesting. It's not only because it's a neat bit of animation to pull back and see her going, but also because there's some weird parts of the shoe, like in the sole, that kind of looks like there's a pool of acid or something. Pool of acid uh, in the basement. It's it's the stomach of the shoe. You, you know how biology works. Yeah, Cirque. if a shoe um, has a if a shoe has a tongue, it definitely has a stomach. Yeah, I play uh, anatomy that Katie Horror yeah. Show. I know how this goes. <laughs> uh, uh, and a soul. A shoe also has a soul. So yes, she does have this. Uh, anyways, um, yes. Yeah, so there's also a fat kid who just sort of like talks raspy. And is about to blow a trumpet a lot, I but think, then he's Yeah, just I think it was supposed doesn't. to be my guess is that was supposed to in be like invoking the uh the visual aesthetic of some real jazz musician who I must just be way too uncultured to know. But that was the impression yeah. I got. Um It might have been a voice of that one smiley dude or whatever. No. I don't know. Potentially. Um but yeah, and then it ends with old Mother Hubbard uh, like threatening the kids to feed them castor oil, uh, and then they all go to sleep when they do that. But then, like, uh, she peels off the label, uh, saying, "Like, yeah, if you want to know what to do when you want to be a good uh, mother, just follow, do what I do here." And then she takes the wrapper, uh, like the label off, and like underneath there's like cider, <laughs> and so she just chugs it all. <laughs> So I guess the answer is to drink as much alcohol as you can. That's how that's how you're happy when you're a mother. Have any of you ever tasted castor oil before? I have not. I have not. Yeah, it's kind of I'm an guess- old timey punishment. Uh, yeah, I'm I don't guessing think- that shit yeah. is vile. Um, it's kind of gross. Like I've never been punished with castor oil because um, I wasn't raised in the 1800s. But, uh, the, but, uh, like I once, I think we were reading a book that referenced castor oil in like sixth grade and my teacher brought some in in case any of us wanted to find out what it was like. And I had some, and I, I remember it being just pretty bitter. 
I don't know. Mm. Weird stuff. I feel like that happened to me too, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, I we I had know. to volunteer to to drink it, and I did. <laughs> I so, yeah. I remember yeah. something I similar, which had a. It was kind of coming from a different angle. We were we were reading this book in middle school about a very early middle school about a flood of molasses, and the teacher brought in like a little jar of molasses and was like, "Here, you guys try it." I did not like that. <laughs> I do remember our teacher once made Muddy Buddies, which I guess colloquially are called Puppy Chow <laughs> um, in certain yeah, parts of the country. Right. And I remember I refused to eat it because I thought it was dog food and I felt very betrayed <laughs> when I realized it wasn't. <laughs> How fucking ironic. Yeah, I know. I forgot that I have a persona that I have to keep up. I love dog food. I eat dog food every day. And nothing else. Uh, let's watch another vegan cartoon. Vegan dog food. Yeah, yeah vegan dog food yes. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Cirque can't uh, be vegan or he would fucking die. <laughs> I, would, I would end up looking like that. I would end up looking like that line from Futurama. And HT eats <laughs> banana peels. So <laughs> Yes, and eggshells. And I eat coffee grounds yeah. like a burrito. Let's <laughs> watch uh, another cartoon. I'm a gross man. I'm a gross raccoon. Uh. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Doing that killed you. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, let's do this thing. Let's go to list. Uh, drum roll, please. Oh, huh? What is it? Okay, what is it? Uh, something we haven't watched in a while. Uh, we're watching some Colonel Bleep. Really? Oh, wow, I forgot about Colonel Bleep. Yeah, I forget about Colonel Bleep, and then I remember why I forget about Colonel Bleep after I watch because it. it's very um, unmemorable. But... <laughs> our bo- our boy our boy has come back from space to bore us. Our yeah. boy is back in town. Here's some bread, children. It's white <laughs> and unseasoned. <laughs> okay. What is, the, yes, cart- what is uh, the name of the Colonel Bleep cartoon? It is called The Bat and the Bottle. All right. Okay. Yeah, we're going to assume, I'm assuming, uh, we're going to see some bats, either of the animal or baseball variety, and then we're going to see bottles, which, uh, sure. Okay. All right. I don't have anything to say about bottles. I don't know. Did this uh, inspire that sequence from Night in the Woods? And now stand by for adventure. Three, two, one. In the exciting story of the bat and the bottle. Um, so, okay, uh, I'm trying to find a metaphor here that's appropriate. Uh, Watching paint dry? So, yeah, this um, is, like, uh, okay, so, you, you know that feeling when you are, like, with someone that you kind of know, like, you don't super know them, but you kind of know them, and you know that, like, they, they, they like to talk a lot about something that, you know, they're really into, 
Uh, but like they talk about it for such a long time with you that like your brain just kind of starts not registering them as words anymore. You know, like they're, they're saying things, but they're doing it. But you're still politely nodding and just kind of like, yeah, OK. Yeah. Yeah. OK. OK. Uh this, and, this is this this cartoon is what I feel like when people talk to me about anime that don't involve superheroes. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's like anime that involves giant robots for me. Like, it's, like, I, it's like you're that, trying like, to yeah, be polite. Okay. <laughs> you're really trying. You're being polite. You're trying to be polite. You're not going to like boo or anything like that. And, you know, you're they're still cherish them as like a friend and like a colleague that you like seeing around every once in a while. But you just... You kind of just don't care. <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> so you just kind of let them do their thing. So then when they finally leave, you could just kind of go back to thinking what you want to think about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel really mean by saying this. But it's know. it's apt because that's exactly what this is. Like this cartoon starts out with like Colonel Bleep engages in community science project where he tries to chart all of the dangerous parts of outer space so people stop dying which, i, I thought this was going which, like yeah i thought this was going which, somewhere interesting because it starts off with oh my gosh all these people are dying what are we gonna do we gotta make a map and i was thinking wait did they ditch did they ditch the caveman and the puppet as is this just is this just space stuff now but no that's not true they're there they're just they're not they're not very uh they're not very prominent to the plot. In fact, I don't think the caveman really does anything. Well, okay. One thing I want to bring up before we completely obliterate past that scene. Uh, there was reused footage <laughs> in that scene. Wait, was it really? Uh, yeah, like, uh, remember there was that one episode a while back where they went inside of, like, a liquid air area to fight some pirates? That was literally the same shot and everything. Like I was half, I was half afraid that we were like watching the same cartoon. I was like, oh god, did I forget to remove this from the list earlier or something? Uh, but no, that's just reused footage. Uh, so yeah, that's there we go. Uh, that's yeah. that's what I was always looking forward to. Um, I mean, it doesn't but yeah, no, you're you're, me. you're 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 right. The caveman didn't do anything. Literally nothing. Uh, you could argue that very few characters did anything at all in this. In fact, literally, like, you could probably summarize, like, the entire events uh, of this, like, of what's happened here in, like, under five sentences. It's <laughs> like, a bunch of, like, a bunch of uh, cr crashes in space led to Colonel Bleep creating a, sp a center so people could, like, navigate better through space an evil guy decided that he wanted to destroy the project so he filled the bottle with liquid dynamite and gave it to his bat the bat delivered it uh hoping that they would use it to christen the spaceship unfortunately the bat drank all the juice inside of it so when it did get christened it didn't explode the bad guy then blows himself up by swinging the bat into the ground. The end. Like, that's the entire thing. That was five sentences. Our protagonists, five sentences. I'm sure our we, protagonists don't do shit in this. They do nothing. And, like, that could be fine. Like, if I cared about these characters to any capacity, I might be willing to play with that joke. Like, I, I'm... Because, like, it is a joke. It's... The joke is that 
the bad guys are so incompetent that they can't even do like a very basic thing. Like the ba- the good guys can act like total idiots, and yet the bad guys will still lose because they're even bigger idiots. And you know, I I could think that there 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 are definitely cartoons have used this plot thread before, um, and more effectively too. But if it's not done effectively, or if it's done with characters I don't care about. I it, it just it's it's frustrating. It's it's just oh, okay. So there's nothing going on here. Then you just wasted my time. Thank you. I'm happy. <laughs> so happy. I don't know. Like the, that's that's hard to talk about Colonel Bleach just because it's so so short. It's so short and so lacking of any context or context or anything like some like if we have an interest interesting Colonel Bleach, it's because it was animated bizarrely or something or about something completely off the wall weird. Something like this, who cares? <laughs> who actually cares? Um. Ah, uh, I don't know. Again, I feel me- I feel being I'm being mean right now, just in general. Uh, I feel the I same just... way though. Like I'm not like I'm I'm very bored by these <laughs> cartoons. The, the googie like, the googie artwork is always fun, at least. Yeah, I think that I think that I mean, part the, of the yeah. part of the problem is that the visuals don't matter even a little bit. Well, uh, that's because second- that's because yeah. that's because these are basically radio serials. Yeah, they're basically radio dramas. And the stories are not very unique or interesting. <laughs> so it's like, all right, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't care for it. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That's my hot take about everyone's favorite childhood cartoon, Colonel Bleep. Uh, <laughs> let's watch another one. <laughs> yes. Let us end the night with something yes. good. All right. Well, in that case... Uh, let us pull up the list. I'm hoping for something on the level of the old woman in the shoe with her kids. All right, we are going to watch a, uh, a little, a little Audrey cartoon. Oh, okay. That's about, this is another person that we haven't seen in a while. Yes. Uh, this one is called. Wasn't the last one the weird one where she kills the bird and has the bird funeral? Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that right. was great. That was great. Oh, oh I hope we get something just as baffling. Weird, crazy cartoon. All right. What All is right. this one called? So this one is called Goofy Goofy Gander. <laughs> I'm seeing one on YouTube called Little Audrey and this. Oh, it's called Little Audrey and the Supreme Court. I thought it was Little Audrey and the Supreme Court. And I was like. <laughs> there's there's no way little, that they don't. Joke little Audrey goes that. to Washington. <laughs> little Audrey meets Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, <laughs> Instead, we we're getting a crossover between Little Audrey and Untitled Goose Project. <laughs> yeah no i was i was going to say untitled goose cartoon but i thought i might have been a bit too on the nose <laughs> um oh little audrey says say for a rainy day she says but every time it rains she spends what she puts away and she knows her proper say
So uh, this little girl's imagination is full of sexy women and pop culture references. <laughs> which yeah. <laughs> also, I should mention we this episode is a little old lady who lived in a shoe double feature. Yes, she she shows yes. up in this for all of five seconds with her kids, and it is is a very speak of the devil. It is moment. a cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> it is the devil of the fuck. Wait, oh, man. Uh, I don't think uh, our audience is going to get that joke because it's based on something I said while we were watching the first cartoon. Oh, uh. <laughs> well, well, uh, well, we went, we mentioned it with the Hanna Barbera thing, right? Yeah, was, but it was, I was just yeah, I was just saying yeah. I couldn't keep up with oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. So this cartoon is Little Audrey who is in school and doesn't want to learn about how to read Mother Goose because she's too interested in her Dick Tracy uh, comic books. It's literally literally Dick Tracy. Like, you know what? You know what? Fine. Who, Who cares about, like nursery rhymes she's probably really get a higher reading like like reading level than a fucking nursery rhyme if she's reading dick tracy so like just let her read let her read dick tracy just yeah. do it she's, fairly she's like, antiquated teaching models in this cartoon um she's anyway. like i don't want to i don't want to read anna grand gables let me read watchmen <laughs> uh, yeah so she gets Black in Snipe. trouble for reading dick tracy when she's supposed to be reading uh mother goose uh well, and- okay that's that that's not why she gets in trouble though she gets in trouble because she quotes uh, a dick tracy line uh to her teacher uh and that was like interpreted of her like being like like rude and stuff and that's when she was told to go to the corner and read uh, nursery rhymes, like to memorize them or something. Go to the car and memorize Mother Goose. Why? Like, why? Why would you I need? Think... Why would any like, if people want to like if people complaining about how public schools are about like instead of actually learning things, but just memorization? This is like case A right here. This is like exhibit A. Like, you don't need to know anything about Mother Goose. You read it because you need to learn how to read. If you know how to read, you don't read Mother Goose. Okay? You don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's my hot take on Mother Goose. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking children. Don't read Mother Goose if you can actually read something. Read something real, goddammit. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh... She falls asleep in the corner and uh, she imagines Mother Goose and she's her teacher uh, and her teacher uh, is uh, like the, the, the this woman character who is both Mother Goose and the teacher is of a very specific 50s design that I probably associate a little bit more with Tex Avery um, in the sense that like they're very sexy and because of that they do not have noses they have nostril slits but they do not have the nose she, so. she looks like she looks like a character that a cartoon wolf would hell at yeah for sure uh, and that's also true of little Bo Peep uh, and what else is there like um 
There are there yes. are several nursery rhymes in this, and they Is have it? been made cool and for the times. There was a Humpty Dumpty. There was there was Mother Goose. There was uh, well, Shoe there was, Lady. There was there was this. There was the, there was a scene where like there was the 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 the, the, the person with the broom who ended up just being a Bing Cro no not Bing Crosby what's his face the uh, tall skinny dude that was in all pro Jared yes uh, <laughs> uh, but like yeah like it's just like this crooner from that era that gets parried a lot because he's so skinny and he has big ears and I don't even think he's from a nursery rhyme I think they just wanted to have him sing into a broom or something like they had a broom that was like sweeping by himself and then there was just him behind it because he's so thin oh isn't that the funny the funniest thing you ever done see yeah then the, they they swoon over him and stuff they they like, have, I they had have th- sexy they have sexy sheep and cows singing and dancing around they have <laughs> lobo peep fleecing a dude for money like i think i think little lulu is like bisexual and like leaning more towards uh like a lesbian like kind of angle because like she does swoon over that one cruder type but like literally every woman figure in her brain is attractive <laughs> so like conventionally like, so i don't know uh like i mean the the obvious answer being that this was made by men so yeah. obviously that's what <laughs> happened here but but i like to make my own little alternate fiction for this because it makes me feel a little bit better <laughs> it is preferable uh yes yeah anyway these these little segments of Mother Goose uh, nursery rhymes are blended with the Dick Tracy storylines uh, that little Audrey is familiar with. And that is kind of where the conflict comes in to this story, right? Because what do they do? Do mm. they try to steal all of Mother Goose's eggs or whatever? They uh, the they try eggs, and steal the, the goose, goose that lays the golden eggs. Yeah, the goose that lays the golden eggs. They try to steal all the golden eggs and they drive away with it and it shoot out and stuff. Um, I don't remember what happens then. <laughs> okay, so what happens at the end here is Lil Audrey gets on Mother Goose's goose and flies to the car that they that these uh two dick tracy villains are escaping on and grabs them and is like i'm arresting you in the name of the law just stop fighting and starts flailing around with them and then it sort of fades into reality where it's revealed that she is actually fighting with her with the stool that she'd been saying on and then the the teacher comes up and she's like what's going on and then she goes oh my gosh teacher Lil, uh, Mother Goose is lit. (laughs) Yeah, well, she didn't use those words. She used a lot of, like, 70s, like, a lot of jazz lingo to say, you know, no, this is hip and cool and all that kind of stuff. But, but literally, like, the equivalent for, like, today, in terms of, like, how it was at the time, uh, is literally if she just went and said, Mother Goose is lit. (laughs) That's basically what happened there. Um, uh... But yeah, it's an okay um, cartoon. I feel like the it was. Okay. I had fun it's with it. Moments. I had fun with that. There yeah. was there were some funny things in it, like when the Dick Tracy villains beat the shit out of that pig. That was that was pretty enjoyable. 
<laughs> wow, cruelty to animals. That's what Cirque likes. No, 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 no. Uh, it's, it's not the fact that they beat the shit. Oh, the no, no, it's no. I, 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 get what you're, I get what you're saying, Cirque. You like seeing animals suffer. That is exactly what you like to do. <laughs> that, that's what you that's, that's what you crave, isn't it? Huh? Huh? What if I was a pig? Would you beat me up if I was a pig? Huh? Huh? I think the question that's is, what would I it thought. be funny? <laughs> 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 uh... Just think it's your last, huh, sir? You can beat me up. I don't know what to say here. <laughs> Let's move on to the prompt. Uh, I'm done with the Let's do that. I'm let's tired. ignore that I did that. I've grown weary of this conversation. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> grown weary. Uh, yeah. Continue. Continue. Tell us. Did we what, should, we tell us about, about our prompt responses, HT. Did we get any responses to old prompts? Yes, we actually did get uh, responses to old prompts. Uh, a couple of them as well. So okay, uh, let me get nice. that in front of us. There we go. If you did want to respond to an older prompt of ours, uh, you can go to uh, Toontown. Uh, you can email us at ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. Um, uh, so let's see here. Do, 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 do. Let's get this in front of me. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to make sure I got them all here in front of me. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, first, uh, we got a response from Gabriel. Uh, and uh, Gabriel responded to the prompt of uh, cartoon, like favorite cartoon films, not from America or Japan. Um, uh they they responded with uh when you guys said that uh well when you guys said this it took me back uh took me a while to think of a movie not from the u.s or japan at first i thought of rock and rock and rule a movie that mixes uh cyberpunk with designs with the goofy uh with the goofy movie huh uh but that movie is canadian and that's kind of cheating so i chose uh moving on riviera uh, IDK, I think Moomin is an awesome franchise, and it's pretty chill. And of course, Snufkin is my favorite because uh, be gay and do crimes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like um, I will say that I need to get into Moomin pretty hardcore. I have some friends that are super duper into it. Uh, they are adorable designs. Uh, I like everything I hear about the Moomins in terms of like the their creator and the history of it because they are explicitly queer in a lot of ways uh, and was intended so by the creator, um, and uh, they're just fun and cute. Uh, they, so, they seem like soft friends, and and also yes. I have a friend that says that Moomin sniff is him. So I do want to <laughs> touch on. Uh... I do I do want to touch on on rock and rule real quick since it got brought up though. Yes, um, I would also join in on this. Yeah. Did you guys know that the villain's singing voice in that cartoon was uh a combination of Lou Reed and Iggy Pop? <laughs> really? What? Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah. Lou Lou Reed sang two of the songs and Iggy Pop sang one of the songs uh that fr- as the villain. In that cartoon, huh? That fucking um, rules. Yeah, and that is Alexander a good from Cheap too. Trick also did some singing voices. Oh my god! One, uh, 
and uh that's and uh debbie harry from blondie <laughs> uh so oh, like wow. that that movie has uh, a star-studded singing cast um yeah it sounds like it are they all canadian is that why that they were got him into the film uh i don't i don't think they're all canadian i'm pretty sure lou reed at least is american i'm not actually i know i know for a fact now that uh robin zander is american yeah okay um also i guess earth wind and fire contributed oh my god uh yeah wow this is (laughs) so this was one hell of a cast yeah that's that's all i know about this movie i haven't actually seen all of it i've just seen clips of the uh of the uh musical numbers real interesting thing real interesting factoid that i like to put out here with uh with rock and roll apparently the the villain at the very end of the film they animated by i think using cow brains essentially as part of the animation process what <laughs> what yeah it's it's weird it i've a, never even heard of this so like it's a, it's a fun fucking weird little movie uh so thank you very much for that gabriel uh gabriel really, actually responded so uh, G- Gabriel actually sent the, another email, uh, probably because of our hiatus. They didn't re- like they must have thought that we I must have like missed the thing, but they were very polite and they just made another email saying, hey, just in case they didn't send before and actually provide a little more details about the Moomin thing. Um, uh, they recommend uh, uh, the Moomin movie on the Riviera. Uh, it's a British movie based on the comic where uh, the Moomin family takes a vacation out, out of Moomin Valley and Snufkin is my favorite because gay, uh, be gay and do crime. Uh, and the Moomin Valley anime can be found on the Moomin YouTube channel. They release episode weekly. Oh my gosh. I did not know that. Um, that's the, when people talk about like Moomin, if they're not talking about like the original comic strip stuff, they're almost certainly talking about Moomin Valley. Because uh, uh, it is an anime that was like super freaking popular in like uh europe uh and uh apparently was a very faithful adaptation of the moomin characters uh uh because moomins are actually very popular in japan uh which you know if you look at their art design i can't blame them it's very very good it's a good art direction and it's definitely the kind of art direction that i feel like would be very uh popular in japan just knowing like their style uh okay so uh that is all the previous prompts uh let's move on to the newer prompt uh the newer prompt being uh uh what is your favorite warner brothers cartoon uh this is a very broad one and i don't blame people for having a hard time coming up with an answer for this because you know what there's a lot of looney tunes cartoons uh uh there's a there's a video that i uh retweeted uh or actually posted uh directly onto our uh twitter feed uh that is a uh video that is one second from every classic uh looney tunes cartoon from 19 uh i believe 1929 to 1969 uh and uh my over like almost 20 minutes long (laughs) that is how much looney tunes cartoons one second 
per cartoon. Uh, so like, that's a lot. Uh, but, uh, yes, uh, we did get responses. Uh, and one of them was actually, uh, through email. So let's go oh. uh, to the email response for this, uh, from, uh, Sean, the rabbit. Uh, they said, uh, glad to see you guys are back. Thank you. Fuck um, yes. Uh, I know you've uh, I know you've asked for one, uh, but it's sort of a split between the Great Piggy Bank robbery and Duck Amuck slash Rabbit Rampage. I'm getting those two together since they're the same concept, different characters. Uh, I like the colorful pulp and over the top delivery of the first. Uh, I still th- I still think about Daffy screaming neon noodle every now and then <laughs> uh, and then with the sassy pig, which was cute. Um, uh Duck and Monkey and Rabbit Rampage are just were just as fun uh, were just fun and absurd. In the case of Bugs, as much as I love him, it was easy to get the short end of the stick for once. Uh, so yes, thank you, Sean. Uh, though, oh God, I need to rewatch the Great Piggy Bag Robbery. Actually, like I, you saying that title of that cartoon just like puts so much memory, flash, like very specific feelings through me. Like I can't imagine a lot of scenes from it, but I remember very specific feelings from watching those cartoons um and duck and monk of course being a classic uh like utterly utterly like just iconic in so many ways it it it, it probably if someone made the argument that duck and monk was the best looney tunes cartoon i probably wouldn't fight them honestly like it's not my answer for this prompt but i i, I would say that it is like everything good about looney tunes all at once you know um but yeah no uh thank you for that sean i i you know i i, I kind of remember the rabbit one, the bugs bunny one uh but i didn't play as much as the daffy duck one like uh i'm not assuming anything when i say that probably like most people from my generation know of these cartoons thanks to uh stuff like those like blocks of cartoons that they would show on like both Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network mm. growing up. Like if you were super familiar, then that's where you would get that information from. Like that you would know these cartoons from. Um I specifically Cartoon Network. Because Cartoon Network would also do like the ones where they would like actually like talk about the histories of these cartoons and these mm. creators behind them and mythologize a lot of these creators too. Like, they had a whole show just for Tex Avery. I know he's not Looney Tunes, but he did work on some Looney Tunes characters. Uh, but, uh, like... Yeah, that's... The that Cartoon know, Network it's... is where I watched, I think, the majority of these, actually. Come to Yeah, think like, I feel like that's... Like, and I feel like that's kind of something that is lost upon this... Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. I don't know if the current generation has those anymore like i know that they play tom and jerry very early in the morning still but that's like before anyone would be awake i would think um i don't know do 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 kids have looney tunes and if they don't hmm i can't decide if that's babies that's the thing on cartoon network that i think might still be there i mean yeah and they did have the reboot looney tunes show or whatever where they had uh, I, I don't think the, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like let's, let's, let's move on to the prompts, like our responses to the prompts. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, 
like we didn't get a ton of answers for these things. Well, actually, well, let me see. Let me double check the Twitter. See if there's anyone did actually get in contact with us through Twitter. We got. We did get one what? response on Twitter. Okay, so we did get someone on Twitter. Uh, let me okay. check what it was. Um, I mean, part of that could just be because it's been so long since we've had one of these up and going that people are like, oh, shit. Uh, oh, I forgot we had to respond to these. Uh, but like. So my friend Gamma says definitely the one where Bugs Bunny gives Elmer Fudd a haircut to classical music. Uh, he couldn't remember the title. I believe that one is called. Uh, I think that's the Barber of Seville. The, the what? Barber of Seville. I think that's all it's called. Yeah. I think it's, it's called the Rabbit of Seville or something yeah. like that. It's. Uh, yeah. Um. Didn't that one win that an one gets Emmy or something? On Hold on. That's. Uh, Did it really? Something crazy I like that. Let me find out. Hold on. Uh. I mean, it is one of the most iconic of them because it's like for like. There's a little dialogue at first, but then after that, it's just straight up all music, like comedy to music beats, uh, like specifically a classical, uh, I believe, opera piece. Uh, and it's really good. Like, I, I actually loved it whenever Bugs Bunny did things to music because they are usually really good about, like, putting the jokes at the right times and to the beat of the music and all that, you know, Uh like I, I could like uh like there's a part in that uh song where it's just like and like I hear that song and like all I think about in my head is Bugs Bunny just like massaging Elmer's scalp and then just putting in different tonics to the links. Like just like that's that's what I associate with. Yeah, that I song think I think most people anything. think uh, "Kill the Web," it kill or was that? No, that one was "What's Opera Doc," wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah, was that, that was one. That, uh, was that, one's, that one might have been the one I was thinking of. Uh, that won some award. Um, the Library of Congress deemed it culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant and selected it for preservation in the National Film Registry. Um, well, yes. Yeah. Uh, so that that's What's Opera Doc, which is a similar one. Both very good. Uh, yeah, so a, a extremely good suggestion. Great prompt answer. Uh, uh, who wants to go first? Uh, okay. I have two things I want to say here. First off is I went with Duck Amok as mine because it was going going through what I could remember of the Looney Tunes shorts that I had seen. That one stuck out to me in my memory because it was, first off, it was very fun to see Daffy Duck get clowned on from on high. Second, I enjoyed the madness of it. I enjoyed the fact that it eventually turned into sort of a punching match between a cartoon character and their quote-unquote creator. That was neat. Third? And this is, well, did I just say third? Not third. Second, I have an honorable mention for a Looney Tunes cartoon short that I liked. And that is the beginning of Gremlins 2. It is a very expert use of the characters and sort of setting up the movie beyond it as this movie is a literal cartoon. I, I enjoy them being there. I think that's fair. Yes, um, very good. 
I haven't seen I was, in so long, though. It, God. HC, you say you say you wonder if people these days had Looney Tunes. I like you even these days. Go. This is back, back, back. Uh, back in the nineties, I was not a very big Looney Tunes boy. That was not a thing for me. Unfortunately, mm. I mean, I, I guess it is coming from a perspective where I grew up because I grew up with. A father who loved pelting me with cartoons because he loved cartoons and therefore uh, he made me love cartoons uh, like that. That in the Three Stooges, that was like we would do the we watched the shit ton of both of those. Uh, and so he would watch like both the modern stuff, but he really loved and they, like had me watch like Tom and Jerry and uh, old Hanna-Barbera, but specifically old light Looney Tunes. Like that was like his thing, like. Like Disney shorts, I would eventually like ship fine on my own over time uh, through different mediums and all that kind of stuff through my own independent search. Or if I'm like on the Disney channel or from VHSs that I would get from like, like, you know, those like VHSs where they would do like uh, the owl who would do like songs from cartoons and then put like shorts and stuff in that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but really, uh, Looney Tunes were probably the first significant cartoon uh, source that I had. Uh, like ones where like I actually remembered and admired and actually really put a lot of like energy behind. Um, so like. I guess I don't know, like, I guess it's it's possible that I'm coming from a completely cult, like very specific like privilege in the sense of like how my cartoon tastes were growing up. Uh, but I don't know. They're still pretty ubiquitous. I mean, like we have like fucking like, we still have memes of Looney Tune characters nowadays. We got like, like for a longest time, big chungus was a big deal. You know, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, sure, that wasn't, like, specifically, like, a gag from a Looney Tunes cartoon other than, like, a really bizarre still where Bugs Bunny was just really fat for, like, three seconds at most. Um, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's one of, like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like... It permeates our culture. I, 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 yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's, it permeates our culture. Yeah, I feel like it's around a lot, but I also don't know how common the i don't know I'm, i feel like i'm completely i'm, I'm completely I think dominating i think there's something to take out of this it's the fact that they are due for a revival a new push forwards and these new shorts coming out has a potential for that 80 new shorts and the one exactly. i saw was and extremely good uh as long as they do not make oh wait no they are making space jam too fuck all right, moving on. Um, <laughs> Casey. Uh, so Casey, what was your response? My answer is Rabbit Fire, which is the first one with the rabbit season, duck season. Um, ah. But that is only because... Uh, it. I, I really wanted to say a Wile E. Coyote Roadrunner cartoon because those are my favorite. Uh the problem being that uh 
none of them are memorable episodes. Everyone remembers the gags because every episode has like three segments, <laughs> you know? Right. And everybody well, remembers like, those, but nobody like nobody strings them like like they all just kind of mesh together into one giant blob in my mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's the thing. Like I could not tell you distinctly. Like I love Wiley Coyote, and mm-hmm. I think like in terms of like that is my favorite series out of all of the Looney Tunes series, uh the Wiley Coyote Roadrunner shorts. But you're right. There's very few uh Wiley Coyote shorts that are more distinctive than the other ones, mm-hmm. and if they are more distinctive, it's probably not for a good reason. Yeah, like even so like, even on the Wikipedia page of Wiley Coyote episodes, it lists all of the titles, and then to the right, it lists all of the Acme products that are featured in it, so that you can remember. <laughs> oh yeah, that was yeah, this one. like you you know you could very easily make a uh roadrunner uh like you could you you probably could make an algorithm that takes every segment from a roadrunner cartoon mm. that's ever existed and just sort of have it randomly generate a never ending episode of a roadrunner uh wily e. coyote cartoon by just putting the different segments in different spots and then like you know putting them in random spots and then restarting certain things and like basically it would ne- it, it would it would have an ending, uh, like eventually you would see every short like uh, repeating and stuff like that. But you could make an algorithm that has a never-ending Wiley e. Coyote cartoon short. And now that I'm saying this right now, I really want that to exist. <laughs> I there's no way that that could legally exist, but I would like that to exist. Yeah. Well, if if you, uh, I've got a book on my bookshelf called the Acme Catalog. <laughs> Um, which is just like a fun little collector's item for people who like Looney Tunes, specifically the Wile E. Coyote cartoons. Um, and it's a lot of fun to flip through. So if you're ever in need of a fun that. cartoonish book to keep on your coffee table, that's one I recommend. Uh, I So yeah, I like that that's, that's the, the only reason a Wile E. Coyote cartoon is not my answer is because none of them are as memorable as the others. Uh, but the characters themselves, I think, are equally memorable to me at least um and just as iconic uh i also want to give an honorable mention to yosemite sam who i think is actually my favorite antagonist to see get getting beaten (laughs) up elmer fudd is fun and everything but yosemite sam i think just the fact that he's such an asshole just makes it so much more fun when he gets destroyed he's 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 an angry (laughs) little man well, you He's know a what? Very you know angry, why they small little man. You know why they made him though, right? No. Uh, so, uh, what what happened was that so, uh, at like because at the, for the, like the longest time, Bugs Bunny would have an adversary, but the adversary was like very incompetent and like squishy and like very easy to defeat in the sense that like they didn't really pose any threat, and that's like Elmer Fudd for you. Yeah, like that was the thing. So. They realized that that was getting really boring, so they decided to make an antagonist character that was actually kind of threatening, uh, in the sense that Wiley, uh, that in the sense that uh, Yosemite Sam has guns, isn't afraid to use the guns, and shoots constantly, and could kill him pretty easily. But even then, Bugs knows how to get out of it. But it's yeah. it, they wanted to make an actual threatening a- antagonist. That is why they made Yosemite Sam. Yeah, I think I think Yosemite uh, Sam is my favorite cartoon character 
to see as the subject of cartoon violence. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's good at that. Yeah. He's really uh, good at that. And I just honestly. wanted to bring that up because I couldn't think of another opportunity to do so. I mean, he is a plantation owner, so, yeah. you know, we probably should shoot him. <laughs> um, uh, or drop an anvil. That's probably more cartoonish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, uh, yes, so I am happy nobody went with my answer. Uh, so uh, to, ki- to kind of prep myself, uh, I did rewatch. I did watch that video with all the different, like the one second things, just so I could jog my memory. Like, oh, I remember that specific cartoon. Oh, I remember that specific cartoon. All that kind of stuff. Um, some of these cartoons, like I uh, really wanted to do, but I forgot to rewatch them. Um, there was like uh, the. Uh, like the ones that involve Gossamer, the big red hairy guy, where he's in the man, like in the mansions. Those are always really fun. Uh, there's the one where Bugs Bunny threat, like uh, stays at Dracula's castle, like a hotel. That one's also really fun. Because uh, that that's that's a case of like an unaware protagonist, like basically beating the shit out of an antagonist without realizing it. That's a really good example of that kind of cartoon that we saw earlier, but done right. Um, but like, I also wanted to like rewatch some goofy gopher stuff. Cause I forgot about how uh, they are basically just a very happy gay couple beating the shit out of like animals bigger than them, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, ultimately uh, I didn't get a chance to rewatch any of those. So I, can't say that those are my answer um there's also the daffy doff one where he was like solving murder mystery and there was like that was actually really dark for the time but uh anyways uh my answer my actual answer is one that i'm i am kind of shocked no one really mentioned but i guess i also am not shocked because it's also not really thought of as a looney tune a lot of times uh i think people forget that it is one but uh i i went with uh i love to sing a uh which uh oh my is god the, that's right it, that is one that is a looney tune yes uh one of the earlier ones uh uh it's the short about where it's like the, the it's a basically about a owl who like a little boy owl who works oh who uh, lives with uh their like very obviously very conservative parents and forces him and the rest of his family seeing like hymns and shit constantly. Um, and, uh, but he doesn't want to sing that he wants to sing jazz music. And it's like, the whole thing is like, I love the singer about the moon and the June and the springer. I love the singer where the skies are blue and a T for two and, and i love you uh, i love it too i love it to sing i know a lot of that um but uh it, to I, be I fair he does it many many times in the cartoon yes like and, and then multiply the amount of times i've seen that cartoon throughout my entire life ever since i was a child like um but like yeah like uh he gets punished he runs away he goes to a radio contest uh and uh he tries to win the prize that way uh with the prize at the radio contest and try to like prove that he's worth something and uh in the end uh 
the parents, once they realize that, you know, he actually is talented and other people do actually appreciate his talents, uh, he's like, okay, do what you want. And it's just a really nice, sweet story. It's a sweet story about parents learning to accept their children's uh, interests or other kind of things that, like, you know, they might be outside of their personal bubble, their belief system, but are actually good and helpful and constructive and also in make other people happy as well as themselves. So, like... Yeah, it's a sweet cartoon. It's a very sweet, good cartoon. I love that one. Um, uh, but yes, uh, it's not a traditional Looney Tunes. It's like it doesn't have any of the memorable characters. doesn't have Bugs Bunny. doesn't have Daffy Duck. doesn't have Porky Pig or anything like that. Um, it uh, is just really fun and charming. And uh, I mean, I would say it's kind of Disney-like in the sense that it's like kind of nice feel good kind of thing but it's also about jazz and also like uh it kind of has like this very liberal point of view so i don't i don't think disney at the time would make a short like this <laughs> i don't think so uh but who knows uh yes that's a good short very good short glad glad good short. uh and to end uh this segment uh uh alex uh, please insert uh, Porky Pig cursing. Right oh, son of a bitty bit, son of a bitty bit, son of a bitty bit, a gun. <laughs> you thought I was gonna say son of a bitch, didn't you? <laughs> That's the good shit right there. Okay. Uh, so thank there. you for listening to Toontown Public Works. Uh, oh, next prompt, obviously. Uh, oh, didn't didn't Alex have like a prompt? Yeah, he that... suggested what's he your did? favorite musical number? I think from a cartoon or string yeah, of animated yeah. feature. Yeah, I think we've done a broad one where we're like, oh, we like the general music of yeah, it. I but think like, I think what we I think what we suggested was like the theme song. Yeah, right? it was the theme song. like we, yeah. we did that one, but we haven't done musical numbers, which is a big and much different thing. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, yes, I, I highly. I, yes. So what is your favorite musical number in a cartoon? It could be any era. It could be uh, it can be a uh, movie. TV show, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Just as long as it's animated. Shit, send us multiples. This is a very broad one. It's a nice and broad one, and hopefully that means we'll get more responses. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think people so, have strong yes. feelings about this, so that will probably yeah, yeah. So we're, let's the, the if you want to respond, there will be a tweet accompanying the, uh, the posting of this episode. Uh, that will have uh, the prompt attached to it, as well as the hashtag Toontown prompt. Just respond to that hash, uh, respond to that tweet with that hashtag, and we will read your answer. Um, or you could also, if you prefer, if you don't use Twitter because you are a decent human being and don't use social media at all, um, then you can email us at uh, Toontown Public works at gmail.com that's toontownpublicworks at gmail.com by the way if you do use social media and you're not a terrible person then i was just joking that was just a joke that was just a joke i made because i joke that's the this is a funny podcast where i make funny jokes if you listen <laughs> to so if you go on social media and you listen to us and you send prompts to us on social media thank you for waiting through the fucking fire the lake of fire and crap that is uh social media to do oh, so we appreciate that yes 
Uh, let's see. There's... Thank our editors. Thank you. Yes. Yes. We did that. Okay. Thank you. Well, no, we, well, we, we no I mean, that. like, in oh, the yeah. sense of, yeah. yes, yes, we should. Yes, we should. Okay. I was just making sure I was on track. Yeah, so thank you, Alex. Thank you, Aki, for doing the edits. <laughs> Very especially, important. Especially, thank us. Thank you for getting us back on track. We we yep. appreciate that. We appreciate the work that you guys, that you both put in, you know? Yes, thank you so much. Um, you can go to our website, ToontownPublicWorks.com, if you would like to read the show notes or watch any of the cartoons that we talked about today. Generally, we like to put up links and stuff from YouTube that have the cartoons that we watched. Yes. Where you, like, uh, acquire these episodes, please leave reviews for us if you feel inclined to, because they're really helpful for helping to figure out what we're doing and they don't they don't have to be completely positive they could be critical we we appreciate in general your feedback just uh yeah oh and uh just so uh future because every podcast must mention this now uh it's apple podcasts not itunes so that's where Wait, we, you would do the reviews yeah they 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 took itunes and split it up into like three different chunks and one of the now like the podcast section is apple podcasts and that's where the reviews are so yeah so go yeah rate us there at apple podcasts or you know wherever you get your fine podcasts your aggregator or whatever Alright, uh anything else? We got Patreon. So. We, we got we Patreon. Do have Patreon yes. And that is the thing th- that you should you should remember and pitch your money into if you're feeling it, because you get bonus stuff. You remember get bonus that. stuff. Get bonus stuff. Bonus stuff. Yeehaw! I don't know why. Bob I'm... Dylan, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh I I don't <laughs> don't know anything about Bob Dylan. I couldn't do. It. I can't. I can't. Yes, end this. I'm sorry. Um. Um. So with that, I am Bob Dylan. I mean, H. Lyrican. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sir the cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works. And remember, uh, these cartoons are archived. I guess that was Bob That's Dylan. That's Bob Dylan. That was a Bob Dylan. Like I think that was di- discernible as Bob being Bob Dylan. That okay. was Bob Dylan enough. The Bob Dylan adjacent. Yes. Um. <laughs> okay. Good night. Good night.